Control? Lydia was enjoying a scotch in the study. She looked up. I'm off duty, she said. Sit, Benson. Thanks, Lydia, Benson said, sitting in the low-backed leather upholstered chair opposite Lydia. Can I ask something? Sure. I wasn't here when Charlie received her processing, Benson said. I'm still actually new here, and I'm still getting used to people's names, like Zara, Jessica. Watkins? She prefers to be called Jay. Dot and your sleepy teens. Like Mel? Lydia smiled. My daughter. Benson looked up. Jasper had brought her a drink. I've got to admit. When I first realized that you had processed your own daughters, I thought wow, that's hardcore. She tasted the drink. Damn. How did you know this was my favorite drink? Lydia inhaled the aroma of her fine scotch. The funny thing about processing, she said, is that we have to learn everything about the people we're processing. She sipped the smooth tipple, letting the vapors fill her sinuses as the liquid teased her tongue. She looked at Benson. And I mean everything, Michaela. So that included Charlie? Oh, yes, Lydia replied. Especially Charlie. Dash. You know how to be a good parent? Asked Lydia. I've no idea, said Benson. I'm not a mother. You can control the choices available to your kids, Lydia said, but you succeed if you can do it without seeming domineering. There's a time in your daughter's lives when you can never be cool, that's not the time to double down on your attempts to be cool, because unless you have a clue you'll always look like you're overcompensating for some inadequacy. I understand, said Michaela. Lydia jabbed a finger at Benson. And you quickly learn that it's not about you being given a second shot at the brass ring you had to give up, either. A good mother finds out what her daughter's good at, and makes the resources available for her kid to try out her own path, without making it look like she's trying to shoehorn the kid into one of her old failed careers or something. Michaela nodded. So I watched my girls grow up, and I kind of found out what they liked. Never thought they'd grow up bisexual like me, but they both enjoyed girls and boys. Mel always liked boys a bit more, but then Ally came into her life, and they enjoyed a passionate fling. Alexandra. You know her as Sleepy Four. Ah, Michaela said. And Charlie? Oh, Charlotte is wild, Lydia said. I kind of hacked her browser history, some time before I was brought here, and I saw the things she was into, her submitted fan fiction, her mind control stories, the fact she's a switch. Michaela's drink attempted to go down the wrong way. Lydia looked at her with calm eyes. I'm not a fossil. I do have an account on FetLife. So, then, what did you do with her, when you processed her? Michaela took another sip. And how, and when, did you do it? Half the work had been done for us already, Lydia replied. There is a reason why she loves Den and Lauren. Dash. Six months ago. The email was innocuous enough. It came from a whitelisted account, had no attachments, and it bore a link to a website Charlie had visited before, written underneath a short poem. Charlie sat at her home computer, checking out her emails. This email stood out to her. Its subject was two words, read me. Almost without thinking, Charlie opened the email and checked out its contents. And down, and down. All the way down. As far as I can go. And when I am ready. To enter a trance. Drop dash. Followed by a link in large, bold letters. Charlie clicked on the link. Already, 
Her face was smoothing, and her eyes growing blank. A new tab opened, and instructions wafted on the screen from an embedded video. Charlie stared at the video, her eyes open yet unresponsive, her breathing shallow but slow, her facial and shoulder muscles soft, reflecting her blank state. A green light came on. Her webcam was on. An electronic voice repeated the poem dash. And when I am ready. To enter a trance. Drop dash. Dot and say hello, whispered Charlie, the words barely able to escape her lips. The door opened behind her. Mel peered into the room, seeing Charlie's unresponsive, hypnotized form. She left the room and headed downstairs into the living room. Lydia was standing in the kitchen, doing dishes, with her cell phone on the kitchen table. Mel entered the kitchen. She's all set, Mel said. The subliminals in the video have ties her completely. What are you going to do? Give her new instructions. Wait five minutes, then call her downstairs into the kitchen. Okay, Lydia said, drying her soapy arms on a washcloth as Mel entered the living room. Mel spoke new instructions into the laptop's mic pickup. Stand up. Remove your clothes. Tell me when you're naked. Remain in a trance. Await further instructions. Presently, a hangout's window popped up. Naked. Mel grinned and typed in a new instruction. Your mother will call you into the kitchen. Remain in a trance, go into the kitchen and await instructions from her. Mel pressed enter. She popped her head around the kitchen door jam. Ready, she said. Lydia came over to the kitchen door. Charlie. She called. Charlie, can you come in the kitchen? Presently, they heard approaching footsteps. Mel readied her phone, recording the video. Lydia ducked back into the kitchen. Charlie entered the living room, stark naked, her eyes as blank as her mind, and crossed the living room to go into the kitchen. A few seconds later, Mel heard Lydia murmur damn. Then silence. Mel peeked into the kitchen and saw Charlie standing naked in front of Lydia. She smiled. Lydia nodded approvingly. Then Lydia said Mel's trigger. Mel's expression softened, her face smoothing as her eyes went blank. A moment later, and Mel was in a trance just as deep as Charlie. Are you ready for instructions, Mel? Lydia asked. Yes, murmured Mel. Are you also ready for instructions, Charlie? Yes, replied Charlie. Mel, remove your clothes. Stand beside Charlie once you are naked. A minute later, and Lydia looked at her two naked daughters standing side by side in the kitchen. Now, both of you will accept my orders, Lydia said, walking around her girls, as if inspecting them. Do you understand? Yes, they both said, simultaneously. Mel, I know that you have a little indulgence that Charlie does not, Lydia said. Go and fetch your handbag in here. Mel exited the room, entering a few minutes later with her bag. Open it, and show me your little vice, Lydia said. Mel took out a packet of cigarettes and a lighter. How long have you been smoking? Two years, Mel replied. Charlie, do you smoke? No, Charlie replied. In a moment, I'm going to bring you back in the room. You won't be aware of having been in a trance, and you won't remember what you did while you were in a trance, either. But you, Charlie, will accept whatever gift Mel gives you. Do you understand? I understand, Charlie replied. Mel, in a moment, I'm going to bring you back in the room. You'll offer one of those to Charlie. Do you understand?
I understand, Mel replied. Both of you now go to your rooms. When you are in your rooms, you'll lie in your beds for two minutes, then come back in the room. You'll feel perfectly normal to be naked. It's the most natural thing in this house. Do you both understand? Yes, they said, simultaneously. Once you're back in the room, I will call you both into the kitchen. You'll come in, dressed as you are, and you'll both be conscious and aware. When you're both here, Mel, that's when you'll offer Charlie a cigarette. Unconscious minds, once you're back in the kitchen, you'll stay there waiting for instructions. Your conscious minds won't feel as if you're waiting for anything. It's the most normal and natural thing to do, to just stand there. Do you understand? Yes, the girls replied. Then go to your rooms, and your conscious minds will come back as per instructions. Lydia watched the girls as they left the room. She heard them go into their rooms upstairs and close the doors. Silence fell. Lydia gave it three minutes, long enough for them to enjoy as long and languid a trance as she wanted to allow them. Checking her wristwatch, she peered into the empty living room. Mel. Charlie. Can you come to the kitchen? Presently, Lydia heard footsteps on creaking floorboards, and bedroom doors shutting. Footsteps came down the steps, and a few moments later both the girls entered the living room side by side, to cross over the living room to enter the kitchen. Lydia let them come into the kitchen, and smiled. Hi, Mum, Mel said. Did you want us for anything? Charlie asked. Have you got any dishes or old takeaway trays upstairs that you haven't brought down yet? Lydia asked. I'm doing the dishes, and I might as well clear up whatever's still in your rooms. Mel and Charlie glanced at one another. I don't think there's anything in my room, Mel said. Me neither, Charlie replied. Lydia looked at the girls. Neither seemed to be at all concerned about being naked. Hey, Charlie, Mel said, proffering a cigarette, have one of these. No thanks, Charlie said, Charlie accepting it from Mel, leaning towards the lighter flame to light it. I don't smoke, she said, blowing a streamer of blue smoke into the room. Lydia let them continue to stand in the kitchen, waiting. Presently, Charlie finished the cigarette and both girls stood patiently in the kitchen, not knowing what they were doing, or what they were waiting for. Lydia uttered their triggers. Charlie and Mel sighed as both slipped into a trance. She smiled, and reached for her phone. I might as well bring you in, too, little one, she said to Mel. Have to work on that habit of yours. Dash. The present. Michaela stared at Lydia. You process Charlie in your own house? She asked. Informally, yes, I did, Lydia replied. Want a refill? Er, no, thanks, Michaela said, staring down at her empty glass. I'm afraid it seems to have gone to my head a little. Yes, Michaela, Lydia said. Just relax in your chair. You'll be fine. Yes, control, Michaela said. Describe how you're feeling, Michaela, Lydia said, as Benson sat back in the chair with a woof of breath, rather more heavily than she had intended. Oddly spacey, Michaela replied, looking at Lydia, her eyes already glazing. Relaxed. Strangely, calm. Lydia stood up, went across to where Michaela sat, and took the glass from her unresisting fingers before it fell out. She peered at Michaela's glassy eyes. Now how do you feel? Blank, Michaela replied. Happy. Good, Lydia said. She looked up. Jasper had entered the study. Lydia gave him their glasses. 
bring in tea one, she said. Jasper nodded silently, and left the room. Lydia caressed Benson's cheek. You've been processed, too, she said, as Jasper brought in Charlie, who was now dressed in a one-piece long-sleeved silver jumpsuit. Which is why you and Charlie are going to spot one another tonight. Tonight, my dear Michaela Benson, you and Charlotte are going to be headlining the spiral room. She kissed Michaela's forehead. Together.